The Gothic saga ends, at least for now, and I talk about the recent trend of crying non-stop about debate bros. We're not done talking about gothics yet. I acknowledge that this is a little bit backwards. We probably should have done the commentary and then the debate. But again, uh, things happened as they did, and I assume most people would want to see the debate first. So now that we've seen that, we can go over briefly what happened. So after I went on the panel with gothics, I then posted a clip. She got mad about it because I called her conservative. Um... And then she went on to make this video where I get called out. So it's called, drumroll please, Dear Haters, Interrupting Me Isn't the Same as Listening to Me. All right, let's go. I just want to preface with saying that hate speech, uh, I am immune to it. Okay, as a YouTube commentator, I have received so much hate speech. Gothic is a grifter. She's stupid. She doesn't know what she's talking about. She got internalized racism. She's she, she hate, transphobic. Whatever. I get that. All so two things. One, that's not hate speech. Hate speech is not just someone being mean. Calling you transphobic is not hate speech. So no. And then what else did she say? I am immune to it. Oh, yeah. It's also not a very good look to begin your video where you're like, hey, you know all that hate I constantly get? It doesn't bother me. I'm immune to it. Do I seem mad? Because I'm because I'm not, you know. Why would you ever think that I even was mad when I'm clearly not mad? Uh, and it doesn't faze me. I'm still making content. I got a smile on my face. I'm going about my day. And I think the way that I respond to hate speech should be a really great example for how I believe strong-minded people should respond to hate speech. Now, the point of this video- By making a seven-minute video complaining about it while simultaneously saying you're unbothered? Video isn't to debate what is and isn't hate speech. I'm just making the point that I am personally not affected by any of this. And the reason that I want to say this is because a lot of my detractors, a lot of my uh, YouTube opposition that uh, like making the point that I don't know what I'm talking about, I'm uneducated, I'm, I, I'm an idiot, I'm a grifter, I'm a conservative talking head, whatever. A lot of these people- Okay, so she just said something true for a change. That was nice. All have something in common, and that is that these people consistently misrepresent my arguments, my opinions, and my positions simply because they refuse to listen. They refuse to hear me out. And I'm sure a lot of people on here that are familiar with my work, you've probably seen other YouTubers making commentary on how uh, poor my arguments are, and you understand this. You'll see a, a commentator or a content creator, they'll play my video for a few seconds, pause it, and then immediately start going on a one to two minute rant about whatever it was that I was saying. Because I thought the topic of discussion was racial injustice. Wait, what? How does she get mad about this? First of all, that's how a response video is made. Second of all, it makes you look incredibly dishonest because what you're essentially saying is, I'm mad that you're holding me to the words that I'm saying. Or it was that I was saying, because I thought the topic of discussion was racial injustice, which isn't specific to one political party. So if it- <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and unfortunately, the mean things that people say isn't gonna be the most difficult thing you encounter in life. And because so that, there's, I mean, you can see here. The insidious authoritarian pressure in many education systems to- Oh wait. Insidious authoritarian pressure. Scary adjectives. We're gonna get a lot of scary adjectives from this one. My inbox were filled wait, with- Wait, this is just people literally commentating on the words that you're saying. This is like getting mad that people are holding you to what you say. No, no, 
No. Another person to feel validated? I certainly Hey, would. it's me! Oh, you would, absolutely, and I know you would. This completely defeats the purpose of trying to understand my point when you're too busy- <laughs> This completely defeats the purpose of trying to understand my point while <laughs> responding to the points I make. <laughs> you see, you're supposed to let me explain my entire point in seven minutes in a long-winded video before you pause it and dissect anything I've said. I also like how she's like, you should l really listen to my whole arguments while then showing a bunch of clips for like three seconds, refusing to play any of their arguments at all. Pausing to get your word in. I could be already midway through making my argument and you're not gonna be able to absorb that because you only care about interrupting me, almost as if we're having an actual live debate. That is a form of indoctrination. Okay, wait. <laughs> First and foremost, before we get to this direct call out of me, um, it does, <laughs> this is so incredibly weak. This is snowflake behavior, by the way. Pausing my video is the equivalent of interrupting me. Oh my God. This is what people say when they're like actually unironically coping. The... And then they'll just interrupt. All right, let's watch the direct call out of me. Let's see. I have debate. That is a form of indoctrination. Again, another Marxist How? tactic. How is that indoctrination? Well, let's let her finish. She said it. Let's let her expand. The whole reason I started making YouTube videos. <sighs> Dude, I don't understand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so she says she doesn't do debates. She kind of was given mixed signals because she said she wasn't going to debate me again. Then she actually ended up debating me again, which obviously you just saw. But second of all, how weak are you? You went on a fucking debate panel and got interrupted for just a a split second and you're crying about it? This is the girl who uh this is the girl who doesn't get offended by the way. Not mad. She's not triggered. No snowflakery here. Just hyper fixating on the singular unironically the only time I interrupted her. For a brief minute, the mod stepped in, I stopped because I realized I interrupted her, she made her entire point, and then I responded aptly and there was no more interruption. So, very thick-skinned, very hard to offend her, however, she's super offended that I interrupted her for three seconds. I, I got it. Okay. Said it, let's let her expand. The whole reason I guess, I wait, actually, I guess I've been interrupting this entire time because I'm pausing the video. The whole reason I started making YouTube videos was because I was propelled into this environment by this culture war that we're currently experiencing right now. All of this divisiveness in society and this polarization where we can't even have a conversation with anyone anymore. Instead, my opposition, my detractors would rather look for the gotcha moments. They want to they find the clickbait. They want to attempt to hear- Again, if you feel got after our exchange, it's very possible that you just had bad arguments what I say. At least that's what they, they'll tell themselves. I want to hear her arguments. No, you don't. Because if you actually wanted to hear, you would shut up and listen. You, you wouldn't keep interrupting me. Is that how you have a conversation? Yes, you have conversations by... St yes, the person talks a little bit, then you respond to what they just said. Yes, that's called a conversation. It's not interrupt... <laughs> Again, when you consider interrupting... Uh, pausing the video to respond and make add commentary to the, again, the words that she is saying. Wouldn't keep interrupting me. Is that how you have a conversation in the day-to-day -day environment? Like, how, how are you doing? I don't care. Just, just interrupt. Like, that's not how you have civil discourse. And 
the reason that I'm making this video again, the I'm irony, by the way, again, the very much not offended woman begging on her knees for civility politics. I thought that this was supposed to be the liberal thing. I thought it was the weak, wimpy soy boys who were really easily offended and was like, if you're going to say your opinion, can you just be nice about it? But now all of a sudden that's you. You flipped. Is this where you're politically homeless because you agree with the right on everything except that you act like a triggered SJW? Is that like the politically homeless thing you got going on here? not upset that people make videos calling me transphobic or anti-black or whatever. Listen, I've been called all kinds of things and I'm mentally strong to not let that affect me. And I hope someday I can encourage other people as well to grow a spine. But the point that I am making, the reason that I am saying this. <laughs> grow a spine, guys. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was interrupted one single time on a panel and it really hurt my feelings. Yeah, good point, chat. It, the pause button is communism. It's Marxist. The pause button is Marxist because YouTube is the color red. The reason that I am saying this is because this culture war that we're in, this divisiveness, this polarization is only going to keep continuing if civil discourse fails. If we lose our ability to actually communicate and hear each other out. Notice, I, I, I get this a lot from people where they'll ask, uh, you know, why didn't you, you punch back at that debate? It's because I was raised to be respectful during conversation. And it is a very, very... <laughs> Again, we got literal, this is like unironic liberal civility politics here. I was raised to be respectful when having a conversation. You weren't having a conversation with grandma. You were on the hippy dippy championship debate panel. This is the equivalent of being like, wait, why are you praying before the debate? Because I was taught to pray before a meal. Well, the... This isn't a meal. We're about to debate. What do you what do you mean? Being nice and flowery and having this little cutesy, nice, friendly little convo. Now, listen, here's the thing. I have said this multiple times that I recognize and respect the importance of civil dialogue, having conversations. And there are certainly times where having a uh, civil dialogue is much more healthy and much more productive. However, if you're going to acknowledge that, which I'm willing to, you also have to be willing to acknowledge that it also goes to convince people and change people's minds. Sometimes just watching idiots get rhetorically like destroyed. And the reason I say that is because I'm bringing in my personal experience. And that was one of the things that changed my mind was watching people that held beliefs that I held and then watch them make the arguments that I make and then get absolutely destroyed and humiliated. That's just the truth of the matter. Because I hear a lot. People are like, do you really think you're going to change her mind? Do you think they're going to? No, of course not. I'm never going to change. I'm probably going to change like 0.1% of the minds of the people I ever talk to. But I'm changing the minds of people watching, people who don't have their ego on the line, people who might just be gaming and also listening to a debate. And then they hear, oh, that's an argument that I've thought. I, I, isn't that a good point? And then they hear it get deconstructed and they think, huh, actually, maybe that wasn't a very good point. I'm kind of I'm going to reconsider now because their ego is not on the line.
difficult thing for me to switch off, especially in this political realm. But I am trying because I realize that a lot of my detractors use this as a tactic to communicate. If you are a hater of mine, I welcome you to challenge yourself and see if you're able to watch an entire video of mine and actually absorb the information and absorb my point of view, especially if you are someone that claims to say I'm an I wish I could absorb your information or whatever, but you haven't given any. All you've all you've said is people interrupted me and debate bad. Someone that claims to say, I'm anti-racist, I want to fight racism. Well, guess what? I'm black. <laughs> so put your money where your mouth is and actually try to hear me out. Otherwise, I can't help but think you're a hypocrite. And side note, because a common argument that I get from my opposition is that I weaponize- Why does she think this is such a dunk? Why does she invoke the black woman thing? She did it in our debate also. She's like, I shit on the identity politics. It's stupid. And then simultaneously invokes them. What the fuck? <laughs> Is identity politics when it's convenient for me. No, boo-boo. I don't know if you just realized what sarcasm meant, but let me explain this to you. I am simply showing you how paper thin your arguments are when you are using it in the context of identity. For example, amplify black voices. Unless, of course, it's a black... Hilarious how the entire video is complaining about people not absorb... Uh people not absorbing her points when she just gave the most shallow understanding of identity politics. Like you can absolutely have a conversation about like if there are any aspects where identity politics could be useful or why some groups might share certain identities. Is there something historical there? Is there something systemic? But no, there's not an ounce of nuance given. It's almost as if she never actually tried to absorb those opinions. It's very strange actually. I'm black. That should just be her, her response for now on. Um, I would just like to add that I'm black. Uh, gothics, anything else? That's all. No, just remember. Black woman here. Hmm. Conservative, or a black Republican, or a black libertarian. Now, all of a sudden, black voices don't really matter. That is the reason I it's say- It's almost as if when they say elevate black voices, they aren't talking about just if you're black, then you get to say whatever the fuck you want. Like, what- as a black woman, it's not because I subscribe to this rhetoric, it's because you subscribe to this rhetoric and I'm trying to show you that you don't even believe it. Because if you did, your logic would remain consistent regardless I of- I don't believe in identity politics. I think that it's fucking cringe like 99% of the time, but yet you're the one that literally invokes it repeatedly. You invoked it, well, you claim that you were doing it here to be ironic, but you certainly brought up identity politics in our discussion. You kept trying to say it's ironic that a white guy is telling a black woman about it. It's like, no, it's not. Not if you don't subscribe to identity politics. Of what political party they fall on or what ideology they believe. Anyways, listen, that's all I have to really say about this uh, topic. I hope that it was well that's received it? and I hope that you have, uh, you'll take the time to actually- Damn, I didn't even get to absorb anything. All right, let me give that a- Oh wait, I already disliked that one. Huh. Well, I'll give it a dislike again. I'll log in from a second account. But I'm kind of thankful that she made this video at the end of the day because it really provides um, a bit of a springboard for me to talk to you guys about an overall issue I'm noticing and that is people really are complaining a lot about debate, about debate bros. You hear that all the time. Anytime you ask someone to debate you, if you actually want to have a conversation with them, God forbid, outside of Twitter, then you're like this cringy debate bro. And I really don't like this mentality of shitting on the concept of people that are actually willing to debate their ideas. There's just this constant mindset of like, rather than just acknowledging that you were wrong, or maybe you did badly in the discussion, or maybe you weren't as well equipped as you could have been for one area or another, instead of that, you would rather go on a tirade complaining about how debate is bad.
So we already watched a little bit of Gothics kind of doing that, although in fairness, she did debate me again. So, you know, she's obviously willing to have a level of conversation there, but I still don't like the shitting on the like debate sphere and everything else. Um, but you then have people like uh, like BX Backtrack here who are like massive copers. We can hear her talking about the debate sphere here as well. And you called it YouTube derangement syndrome. Could, yes. you, could you tell everyone yes. what that is? Yes. So it's a theory that I'm working on for why you see changes in certain bigger name YouTubers once they start to grow. And um, like, there's a lot of really good examples of this that I'm sure you all are, are familiar with, but I won't name names or anything like that. Uh, the basic idea is that uh -oh. the algorithm, you know, people, the algorithm rewards clicks and views. And I kind of compare this to people who like to watch The Bachelor or like the Kardashians, which is personally something I don't understand. But a lot of people like that. They like the drama, right? So certain people have realized the louder they scream, the more crazy and absurd and just over the top they act the more the algorithm favors them, right? And the more money they get. And so they become kind of deranged in the sense that they're only focused on that. Their personality fundamentally begins to change and they kind of lose their integrity a bit. Like they lose the, the sense of the humans behind the screen. They forget that they're talking to actual people and they just become- What she said there, by the way, with they lose, like they forget there's the people behind the screens is the same thing she said to me. It, she sent me like a private DM asking why it was so hateful. And then said that she was like, you forget there's people behind the screens become these rambling kind of personalities, right? Yeah. And I've seen this happen multiple times with multiple people. Um, so yeah, YouTube during, and then unfortunately their community also follows suit, right? Their yeah. community's like, yes, blood sports, we want more blood, yeah. And it's just toxic. And cool. I feel like it's unfortunate because on Twitch and YouTube, for example, we have an opportunity here, a really big opportunity to have great civil discussions like we're having right now. And even if we disagree to have civil great civil discussions like what we're having right now Two politically homeless who agree with 99% conservative ideas having a discussion that's civil. Wow. Hmm discussions about it and contribute to you know the viewers so that they can make up their own minds and, and remember how to think critically again i know that's like a lost a lost art right and um i feel like we're wasting that if we foster these toxic communities that favor screaming and yelling and who can peek their mic the most over a calm rational discussion of a topic that really invokes you know people you know it just it, it invokes like so again the, the it's toxic they're just yelling over me it's the cliche cope all right we see this everywhere bx backtrack and then there's also this girl uh, Professor Flowers, she debated Vosh a little while ago and looked like a fucking idiot. And then you can see this tweet here that I have on my phone. One last thing. I've sadly had friends kill themselves. I can see the harassment of debate bros pushing someone. Please don't engage with them. Reach out to someone, including me, if that helps. Take care of your mental health. I'll see you after the break. So it's just like... Why is there this consistent, repeated attitude of going on these coping tirades after you end up looking bad in a debate because you weren't able to properly defend your dumb positions? And this is why I take issue with this, especially is because I went through similar things that BX Backtrack has gone through as well. I've gotten BTFO'd in plenty of debates, okay? I'm just getting now decent at debate. I've been working on it for months upon months. I had my big opportunity last year with Tim Pool, and I completely butchered it because I didn't know how to debate. I was just not equipped and rhetorically effective, and I butchered what I a great experience. And I could have ran away from that and said, debate bad, debate bad, debate bad. 
I thought maybe I would step away from debate because I thought maybe I just didn't have what it took to, for, to debate and I should just step down from debate myself. But I never went on a debate bad, debate bad. Instead, I was able to acknowledge my fuck ups and improve. And that's why now I'm actually getting okay at debate is because I was first willing to acknowledge where I sucked at it. This is like the key thing with changing and getting better at what you do. And I wanted to be good at debate. I want to be good at debate. I enjoy debating. She's not wrong. Here's actual evidence of a debate bro literally killing my family. Oh, shit. But yeah, it's just funny, too, because BX Backtrack was whining today again um, about how I'm just the Dunning-Kruger in embodiment or whatever. When, first of all, no, that's you, BX Backtrack. Second of all, <laughs> the fact that I'm able to get better at debate is actually proof against that. Because again, I was willing to acknowledge where I fucked up, did poorly, so that I could then improve. But I thought I would read you guys this tweet as well, because it's just the cope, dude. BX backtrack, is, she's just coping constantly. Um, Hunter is the literal embodiment of Dunning-Kruger. The only thing bigger than his ego is his love of shit-talking people after they've left the conversation. Replace Hunter with BX Bullet or BX Backtrack and you've made one single good point in your entire life. Flamed, Hunter! Nice! Burn. I'm not even a political debater. I admit all the time I am less knowledgeable about many subjects in the political realm. I also don't focus every stream around how stupid and brain-dead everyone else is compared to me, like you do. I make my own unique content instead. I said, whatever you say, but it's hilarious that you complain I talk shit when people leave the conversation. Meanwhile, you're on a thread about me talking shit about me behind my back. Want to talk again? If not, quit whining. And then what else? I also responded something else to her. I said, also, you don't admit you lack knowledge nearly enough. <laughs> Hell no, I don't want to talk to you again. The sound of your cocky ass voice and that I'm better than everyone tone makes me want to waterboard myself. No, thanks. You literally devote entire streams talking shit about me for hours at a time. Meanwhile, I call you out on a Twitter thread and that's somehow the same thing. Okay, dude. No, it's actually way worse because you're just like talking shit behind your keyboard, but I'm actually willing to say what I'm saying publicly on stream and defend it and debate you on what I'm saying. So you're right. They're not the same. Yours is way more cringy. I'm not going to lie. Triggering BX backtrack is very easy to trigger and... Her reactions to virtually every time she gets called out is, like, actually so fucking hilarious. It's also really cute that she tried to say I was the embodiment of Dunning-Kruger when it was like, <laughs> go watch her debate with Destiny. <laughs> and that's the Dunning-Kruger effect right there. Probably not, but maybe they cope less if you're less aggro and insult them less. I don't care. Again, I already explained that I'm going that direction. That's the direction I prefer to take. I like the aggressive way, that's because that's what changed my mind, and it does change people's minds. 